0: In this episode from the archive, I speak to Paula Vasquez-Meeks about her work and how she got into photography. This is The Photography Junkie. So I am joined today with Paula, and I'm going to butcher your name, Vasquez-Meeks.
1: Yes. That is right.
0: <laughs> I, I actually honestly I was seeking I don't know whether or not
1: it's right, you know and I'm I'm amazed that you said that better than most Americans <laughs> <laughs> pronounce uh, my my maiden name is Vasquez. I go by Paula VM. Uh, it's just more convenient.
0: So we first met in the conceptual photography group. Yes, and you posted an image, and I thought, "Ah, oh, got to get her on my show."
1: Oh, fantastic! Well, I'm not sure which image that that was.
0: It was quite a while ago now, so we've okay. been talking for a while now, haven't we? Yeah.
1: Yes, we have.
0: But it, your image is as a whole, uh, consistently good.
1: Thank you so much. i, I mean that's I'm I'm uh, very pleased to hear you say that. That. You like them as a whole.
0: <laughs> so, where did it all start for you? When 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 did you pick up the camera?
1: Well, I can say that I have always taken photos, um, even as probably when I was about thirteen or fourteen, I I picked up, you know, just a point and shoot, and I basically photographed. Everything, all of my friends, of course, myself. Um, you know, and I just loved it. And I would ask my friends to put on an outfit, they were all very bad, of course, <laughs> but you know, so dress them up, stand right here, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and take shots. And um, I just loved it very much my entire life, as far back as I can remember. And then I actually um, went to college, to an art college, and I studied fashion design. So um, I did that, um, love fashion. And after I was done, quickly realized that uh, this was not going to be anything viable. <laughs> and did other things, um, all artistic, and ended up waking back into photography. And it's where I could kind of merge everything that I love into one place.
0: So, so what are those what are those things that you left? What, what are the things that you like to throw into the cooking pot?
1: Well, I love fashion. I love art of all forms. Um, I love. Um, I I I tend to my aesthetic. Uh, tends to go just a little bit darker than um, a little bit dark uh, so I'm I didn't start off obviously doing kind of a conceptual photography um, but it's what after many years I kind of started falling into um, which is just kind of an artistic interpretation uh, I don't know how to put it in a way... Maybe like a... a there's a slight darkness to it. Uh, a slight kind of melancholy.
0: So what is, uh, where does that come from in, in your life that's usually linked uh, to something?
1: You know, I just think even as a child... Pro- it probably started as a child. I got very much into um, movies, old movies. Uh, black and white movies. Uh... Which is not a, a very common thing for a young children to be um, you know, in awe of. But I loved the movies. I loved Betty Davis. Uh, I loved, she was my absolute favorite, and I absolutely adored Betty Davis. And I didn't realize at the time what, what I thought that, you know, she was such a great actress. I just thought like I would watch these movies and I would, I just couldn't take my eyes off of her. And I I loved it. And I loved beauty and I loved beautiful women uh, I just loved everything I wanted to be them um, I wanted to live in a different time and so I would read books also um, the first book that I ever read that I remember making me feel um, transporting me to a different place and time was um, C.S. Lewis Narnia series and my favorite was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and my mom would drop me off at the library and i would stay there all day and i just happened across this book and i read it and i mean i i could say like at that point i it just literally opened up my mind to these possibilities so you
0: must have been, you must have been happy when they when the films came out
1: i was i was happy but apprehensive about how they were going to portray it although because your imagination is so much greater.
0: I, I don't think they did as good a job as the BBC did with the series um, when I was younger. I, I don't know if it, if it came over there or not.
1: Um, I have not seen it, but I do know that um, consistently the BBC um, does much uh, greater work than most of uh, our American versions too, I I guess I would for lack of a better term, So
0: the space of probably two months, <laughs> the series.
1: Yeah, I, I have not seen it, but now that you've mentioned it, I'm gonna have to look for it. <laughs> yes, because one of my other uh very favorite movies is Weathering Heights. And uh I and I read the book in high school. I had already seen the movie as a child, uh which I adored. And then I watched the uh, BBC version, and that blew me away. It's very true to the book. Um, they, they didn't really take any liberties, and it was just absolutely amazing. So just art- from an artistic perspective, um, I'm just more drawn to these darker... A Withering Heights is very dark. <laughs> so it's like, I've always been drawn to that. And I'm not quite sure exactly why. But it just speaks to me personally.
0: Do you find that because you put the your darker stuff out there, you your general life is more more happy as a result because you're you're throwing your darkness away?
1: Um, I have not thought of it in those terms, but yes, <laughs> yes, I I'm, I'm I'm very happy. I I love what I do. Uh, I have a lot of friends, and you know we're not. Uh, Sitting home, being dark all the time, or like being sad or morose, but um, yes, I, I it's a it's a definite outlet for me. Um, so it, that probably is very true that I'm able to kind of uh, just throw it out away from me into the world, so it doesn't stick with me personally.
0: Yeah, it's the same. It's the same for my stuff as well when I do the. The more darker stuff, it's it's my my release. It used to be music, and now it's art. And...
1: Yes, yes, very, very, very
0: true. So, do you uh, you do this for clients as well? Yes, I So, do. when did the 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 business side of it start to creep in, then
1: well, I, I love. How, first of all, I love how you phrase that because um, it definitely just creeps in on you um it just started starts happening you you don't really realize it at first um it started i I mean i had been shooting for a while uh because when i first started shooting i i didn't know what my style was uh I, i i knew i loved photography and i start taking photos and they were all always a very beautiful Young women, that type of thing. And they were good, you know, and I, I did some headshots. So I'm in Los Angeles and uh, a lot of my friends are actors and that sort of thing. And I, I would take some headshots for them. I'm sorry, are you? There's a lot of noise that I'll be right now. Are you picking that up?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm picking up a little bit, but it's fine.
1: Okay, so uh, I just over years um, honed into a certain style and then once that started happening the clients that were going to be my clients found me and then they became my clients so i it's it's hard to pinpoint like you can't people always want to know like well how do i do that how do i start making money and I mean, I, I wanted to know that as well because I, I wish I was making money, you know, years before, but it just sort of evolved. You can't rush it.
0: it I've, I've come, to the, come to the conclusion that you've got to put it in the shot time before you even think about it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You, you, you've got to, you know, it's not just about uh, going out and taking a technically good photograph. Some of my favorite photos are of mine and of of a lot of people that I admire greatly are not technically good, but they, it's, it's because it's an art form. And I think so many people forget that and they, they just think about the technicalities of photography, which of course you need to, to know, you have to know them so that then you can dump a couple if you need to and get the right shot. So, uh, you know, you your clients are are going to find you. You can't you can't force clients to to hire you and to like your work. When when you're um, finally ready to have clients and have them pay you, they come to you because they see a body of work that relates to them in some way. Um, and uh, I shoot, I do shoot a lot of children, but my photographs of children also tend to be a little bit darker. Um, but the children and I'm shooting like it and, and, uh, their parents like it. I, 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 I honestly, I do do lighter stuff and I can't do it and it's fun, but there's always going to be some of, some of my other stuff that creeps in and, um, Usually, the the parents always go for that. That's the stuff that they love because they've already seen my body at work. So it's just the way, you know. It you can't really sit down and make a business plan for that. It just happens, develops over time, and it all of a sudden it's just in front of you. <laughs> you know. So,
0: so when they find you, do they come through Facebook? Do they come through your website?
1: Um. A little bit of both, actually. I mean, I've had people that have just stumbled upon my website. And definitely, I've had a website for, for many years. Um, but definitely, more recently, I'm getting a consistent stream of people from my website. Because I've been able to objectively narrow down my photos to... You know, because you you take a lot of photos as you should. And I think the problem is, is that some people, a lot of people um, will throw everything in like, well, this is a good photo and this is a good photo and this is a good photo. Hey, this is a dog. This is a still life. This is that, you know, and you can have all those things, but you can't have all of them all the time. And people get confused by that. So you need to narrow down this Make a smaller window that people are going to see. They they seek you out. So when I streamlined my website, I started getting more of the type of clients that I was really interested in shooting and that I wanted to shoot that were more had my sensibility, that liked my aesthetic, and that started happening. So my website's coming more into play now. At first, it was most definitely Facebook that was um, helping me, you know, with people liking photos or, or like me sharing a photo and then someone else liking it and then maybe their friends see it. So Facebook is um, a definite asset,
0: or it was for me. So, so for you, you would consider yourself more along the specialist route, whereas I go down more the generalist route. <laughs> For me, if, if somebody holds money in front of me, I would consider the job.
1: Oh, no, I consider every job. <laughs> 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 you always should. <laughs> no, no, I, no, definitely, I would, if, I consider every job. I have shop weddings, also, now, I'm not a wedding photographer, but I have done weddings. Um, But... I have to make sure... I mean, first first off, I always let the people know I'm not a wedding photographer. This is not what I do. Look at my work. Yes, I can get pictures of your wedding. um, But I... You know, there's a lot of details that go into that. But you can't... people, People... I don't know how to explain this, but people will expect something from you and you have to be able to deliver that. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm just not taking the money and say, yes, I can, sh- I'll shoot that for you. I want to make sure that the people know that I think I can do it, but let me, you know, this is my body of work. You know, why are you contacting me? Have you seen my website? Have you seen, and I always send them links. Have you seen this? Did someone just tell you, like, hey, I know this photographer. You know, I really like her work. You should hire her. Which has happened, right? And and I'll send them a link, like, let me show you my work. Um, let me know if you think it's going to work out for you. And I've had people email me back and say, like, no, you're right. We're not on the same page here. So, um, but you should always definitely consider the money. Of course, you want to make money off of it. You know, of course you do. Um, but you can't just take hey, in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, any and every job that you're offered, sometimes it just you know, sometimes it ends up being more of a headache for you than it's worth.
0: So, see but see, for me on the way that I run my business is because I'm interested in so many different types of photography. Yes. Um, I open myself up to pretty much all of them. So one week i can be choosing mm-hmm. Uh, hotel rooms and mm-hmm. food, and then the next week I can be doing fashion. And but my my website is actually separated out in such a way that it it doesn't become a joint a disjointed mess. So people will know that if they want to look at my my wedding stuff, for example, then there's a wedding section for it. yeah it's not everything all in once, confusing. Yes.
1: I saw that I actually did I looked at your website so I and I do like the way it's arranged uh it's perfect so that's great you know the, the thing is it's like
0: I'm know, not, I I wouldn't recommend that to um say somebody just starting out that uh no I've I've really got the advantage in that I've had the ability to learn all these different avenues
1: yes and I I think that that you, as someone that is genuinely interested in all these things, that, that works out. Um, I think the problem comes in where a lot of people, a lot of photographers, you know, they're not they're not genuinely interested in, you know, pet photography or something. And then someone says, Hey, can you shoot my pet? And they do, and it's that sort of thing. Some people are good at um doing a lot of different types of the same thing like art artists you know you can have an artist that's uh, a great you know painter sometimes they also they add photography sometimes they even add writing to that and those artists are great at all the things that they do they work in the medium that they're that they're putting it out in Um, but not everyone is good at everything even an artist I know I'm not So I stick to what I'm good at. (laughs) So I I try to
0: do that. Uh, The problem with uh, the uh, proliferation of digital cameras is somebody will take a a camera, and Mm -hmm. they will take a shot, and they will see that they've managed to get a decent shot. And then suddenly, they think. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Love the effects. Ah, Google is great. and then they suddenly think that because they've taken a good shot, that that makes them a photographer. That they should then start earning money. When you've got to put in the shutter time.
1: Yes, I mean I could not you, you can't say it any better than that. You you absolutely have to. I have, you know, a million and one horrible photos and a thousand good ones, <laughs> but. You know, it's because you have to photograph everything. Uh every single thing out there you go out. I almost I almost always have one of my cameras with me, no matter where I go. Um, you know, maybe I keep it in the car or it's thrown in my purse or but I almost always have something with me. Um some of the best shots that I've gotten that I like personally the best are shots that um, actually are just like, I guess what would be considered like street photography or it's like, you know, our sneaky photography is what I call it because people don't realize that I am taking a picture of them. <laughs> so, and um, I mean, I love it. I, I think it's, it's amazing. Everything doesn't have to be thought out and and, you know, highly planned. Some of the best things are just off of the cuff and, and you're doing it because, because you can. And you see you see something, you see the way the light looks, the way an emotion's coming across um, from a certain person that you may not even know. And you take the shot and they're amazing, beautiful shots. So um, it's, it's all happenstance, you know, You you just go and you shoot and you you're gonna get some great stuff if you really keep at it.
0: So you said you've always got a camera with you. What's what's your weapon of choice? What's what's your camera?
1: Well I well I it's Nikon because that's just because that's just what we had already. So like my my husband actually um is works in the movie industry and he was a photography uh, minor, he had a photography minor in school, so like he's always shot film. So he had um an old knicker mat, and uh, then he kind of had like, you know, these other old uh, Nikon film cameras, and he, I, I told him like, hey, I want a, a, I want a digital camera, I think I really want to, you know, try to get into photography many years ago. And he bought me my first camera, Nikon, uh, which was a Nikon D40, uh, <laughs> I believe. And I started shooting with that. And we just, you know, stuck to Nikon. Um, so it's like we have the, uh, I have, right now I have a Nikon. We had the D700, um, D7000. Uh, we have a lot of old film cameras. Uh, Nickermap, the F100. Which is an amazing camera, and up until the time of, you know, digital really took over, was the uh, fashion photographer's camera. Um, uh, we have some Mamiyas, so I'm sorry to hear that. Yes. Okay, so we we um, have uh, some medium formats, old Mamiyas, and the eight ten. So right now it's just all Nikon we have we just pick up things along the way I have Polaroids too I'm a huge Polaroid fan
0: I, I like my Polaroids as well yeah <laughs> do you go uh FP100 or do you go for the for the impossible project
1: um I love the impossible project so I have been uh I mean I have the uh I have a land camera uh we have we don't we we borrowed from another photographer, uh, we did like a little trade. And so we had his old, uh, I'm i am lost for the name of it now. Something I don't remember is like some old German camera, which was amazing uh, that we took shots with. And, you know, we just basically, I would try anything. We stick with Nikon or our main cameras because we have, um, you know, the lenses that, that go with it. I don't, I don't see, there's a huge debate er, all, every time I go into some like chat room where there's a huge debate, Canon and Nikon and oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, they, there's not a difference. <laughs> get the camera you shoot, and you know what you're doing, you're going to get a great photo. Photography is all about composition and light, not about the pixels that you have in your camera, It's not about how expensive your camera was. Of course, these things can make a difference only if you know what what you're truly doing. It's not about the lens you have. I'm a firm believer that a $70 reflector can do much more for your photography than a $2,000 portrait lens can do for it. Because if you know what you're doing and you know how to use it, it's going to look amazing. Yeah, you know, it's very
0: simple. See, for me personally, I love my film stuff. Um, yeah. I have ten cameras all told, and only three of them are digital. So,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, film's film's great. Uh, I, I, you know, when I when I was uh, young and just you know, was getting cameras and shooting pictures. I was using film obviously, but it was just on kind of, you know, this auto auto mode, right? So I I really, really learned photography in the digital world. But my husband, so I was really lucky um in that my husband is a photographer and he is a, a black and white film photography. Um so he kind of taught me.
0: You know, we had we had we have our So you went, went backwards like I did.
1: I went backwards and I love film. There's there's nothing digitally that can mimic film ever. It doesn't exist. Uh it does not exist. I don't care what anyone says, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> film is it's so it's just it's such a process. It's so I it just gives me like uh, it makes me very happy. And I went, you know, when you're when you're developing it. So you you develop your own film, right? I yeah, say, yeah. I say, yeah. So we do as well. And you see the negatives, and then if you if you're lucky enough to be able and and to develop prints, we can't do that at home. But um, we do have uh, places here uh, very near to us where we can go and rent and develop our prints. Uh, which which I have done, and there's nothing greater than that than seeing that print develop, and then you kind of learn the the whole dodge and burn thing, and it's amazing. You can't. I it's you. I, I just like I tell every photographer like you really you need to you should know. Film.
0: Yeah, and it slows you yeah. down as well. It brings your shot count down. You you, you buy these yes. shop more.
1: Yes, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves in photography. It's like I don't want to come home if I'm shooting digital. I never want to come home. Upload my photos and see 20 or 25 pictures of the same exact thing. That drives me absolutely insane. And so I'm a very, very fast shooter. Uh of course with film, you you when I say fast, I don't I mean I mean in the in the respective set
0: set. Brightling. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you know, because when you're shooting film, you you have to do that. You you have to think of really think about every shot you're in there.
0: Especially with medium format as well.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no, that one shot. that forget it. That's it. that better be your shot. <laughs> yeah. You maybe have. You may want to waste two shots, but that's it. Like you know, that's it. You don't. You can't just uh spray and pray, as they say, and. And hope you get something that you can digitally manipulate after to be kind of okay. And if you're seeing it on a computer screen, will look good, but you know, try to print it up and see what happens. Um, so, I mean, I would say definitely film is. Uh, it's hard. I, I mean, I'm, de- I'm for sure, I'm, I'm a much better digital shooter than I am a film shooter. So, I. Film will still make me a little bit nervous, but I do it because I love it so much. And and I know that it's just making me such a better photographer. Digital, I, I don't have any qualms. I mean I will go, I'll shoot anything digital. I, I know I'm gonna get my shot. And film, it's like really has to like is this good? where's like, hey, okay, let me think about this, let me let me slow down and really see what's happening. Every little detail, everything. So, it's something to be said. Uh, I'm glad to see that here in America, at least, probably everywhere that when you go for a photography degree, you are taught film first yes, and foremost. Yes, that's the, you know, yeah, so like that's amazing. So I'm and that's great because you can't you you have to know film. I think <laughs> yeah I would stress it, please try, please try to please try to, to learn you know film photography, and it really takes you up to a different level
0: so where does your your current inspiration come for your images?
1: Well, I mean, as far as just like other photographers or do you just, just, where in general,
0: where you get your ideas from?
1: kind of just in my own van sometimes. Um, they just they just come. I, I know what I like. Uh, once again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but it's just like over years of shooting and like the, um, the type of art that I'm drawn to, what I love the most. it just works its way into my photography. Um, fashion is a big thing for me. You know, I mean, that's what I have my degree in. And it's... I love the feminine and the dark combined. So, like, something very feminine, but there's darkness in that. And I... You know, that's just... My, my inspiration can come from something I see on television, can come from a movie. A lot of times, I would say... If I'm pressed to think about it, it will come from something I read. You know, so I, I love to read books. And um, re- there's something about reading a book. I would say that a movie is digital photography and reading the book is film photography. Or that that the nitty gritty is in the book. And it's the same with photography. It's like the nitty gritty of photography is in film. And when you see film, the problem is is that people don't see enough film prints compared to digital prints. Right now, everything's just um, on a computer screen, which is which is very sad to me because it loses something in in the process of that. So the viewer can't fully appreciate what what real film photography looks like. Um, I just went to um, I don't know if you're aware of there's an Annen- the Annenberg. Um, photography center. It's in Culver City here in Los Angeles. The Annenbergs are a huge uh, prominent family and they huge with the arts so they have like um, a, a space for photography and they put out a lot of you know, exhibitions stuff so it's a great photography museum. So we go there. They're always changing it out. See everything that's there. Also, uh, we have the Getty and they have a huge photography exhibit as well. And so when you go to these places and you're seeing prints from a film camera, it's huge prints. And there's something about seeing that print, I feel that you can look into if it's a person or you know, even someone like Ansel Adams that did you know all these glorious landscapes. It's almost like you're peering into the soul of that object or that person. And and I and I'm a huge fan of gray. I love gray. I I put gray in almost all my photographs. Um e- even digitally. Um you know, it's like it's so beautiful to me. And I have my I have many pet peeves about photography and photographers and one of the other ones I have is that People seem to be so stuck on like no grain, like oh the camera's a snake. Oh, there's no grain. It's like, what's wrong with grain? You know, I don't want to see something that looks almost like, um, like it's ready for surgery. Like it's so clean and perfect. It's not real. Like I want to have that little bit of mystery behind it, and film photography does that for me. And and it's like and it's the same way. It's like a book does that for me, and I get a lot of inspiration from books because your your imagination is used in that, and you picture you just see the pictures in your mind.
0: I like I like the imperfections. It's what gives the images the character.
1: Yeah, yeah, imperfection is beautiful. It, I I would be. I'm bored to death when I go through photos go through someone's photos and it's just photo after photo of like you know um you see this a lot when people want to be like fashion photographers or uh, a lot a lot of headshots which um I did throw off doing which I detest by the way but um you know you see them and they're all like these perfectly lit photos everything's perfectly evenly lit Blah, 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 blah. Like, I I mean, I'm bored after three photos. That's it. They're all, they all look the same to me. I want to see shadows and light. And yeah, I want to see the imperfections because that's what makes it interesting.
0: Give me contrast. Give me drama.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. See, that's why I loved Betty Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Contrast and drama.
0: (laughs) So we are already at 35 minutes on on the interview so i'm gonna Great. wrap up the interview here okay and where can western people see your work western people uh,
1: well i have my website which is just paula bm photography um i'm on instagram and so I, I i obviously don't put everything on my website but on instagram i usually just upload everything um and that's also Paula the photography at instagram uh, I'm on Flickr, but, uh, well, that's all mostly, you know, other photographers as well. So it's the same thing. Everything's VM Photography. Uh, I pretty much uh, was able to keep that just across the board. The, so I'm on Flickr. I'm on Instagram. I have my website. I'm on Facebook, VM Photography. And the only thing that's different is my Twitter handle, which is PVM Photography because there was also another Paula VM, which was surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, so I'm like, okay. So that's where you can see all my work.
0: Okay, that's great. I shall put that all in the show notes so that people can come on and have a look at your work themselves. Right. Thank you. So uh, thank you for coming on. And we're we'll, left uh, finish there.
1: Thank you for having me. That's fun.
0: Okay, I'll just leave a little bit more. Silence on that one. I I looked all the way through that then and we had no viewers on that so nobody saw you without makeup.
1: Okay. (laughs) Good.
0: (sighs) Okay, so um, next up is the questions side of things. Mm -hmm. So basically what I do with these is I literally just read off the page that I've set to you already and get your your take on that answer and then each of those questions then i pull off in in editing oh okay and i create a show for each of them so one show will be like question one and it'll be multiple answers from different people
1: that's that's actually that's brilliant i love that that's so that's great to be able to get all these different answers from people.
0: yeah and it is just, yeah. each show will concentrate on just that one question. Yeah. I, so I we'll, everyone so you'll be in amongst yeah. the, the bunch of the, of the panel, so to speak.
1: Right. I will definitely be watching all of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's well, for Or listening.
1: Yes. Well, listening, yes.
0: Because <laughs> it will be going out on iTunes and every other podcast network that you can think of. Okay. Lots of behind the scenes work going <laughs> <laughs> on. Okay, so uh, are we ready? Yes. Okay, so what advice would you give someone wanting to make the transition from hobbyist photographer to page photographer?
1: Well, my best advice that I can think of is to have a lot of experience to have a portfolio worthy of making you a professional photographer which means that you've been shooting for a while and that you have a defined style and that is not something that you can just think up it's something that just happens to you throughout taking uh, many many photographs so if you cannot look at your body of work or someone else's cannot look at it and know what style you have you're not ready to be a professional photographer in my opinion so that's what I would say to to define your style and it be very clear and then being a professional photographer you won't have to try to be it's probably just going to happen
0: okay what is your current digital workflow and you can include filming in that as well
1: okay well um I always upload into Lightroom and I um, you know star all the pictures that that will work for what I what I first think what I what I was taking those shots for um I star them and then I take all the other sh- photos out that are not going to work for that and then I go back into Lightroom And I'll lightly edit in Lightroom. Some photos, and depending what the objective is, I'll have to go take into Photoshop. And Photoshop, uh, I do all my own editing. Uh, I retouch by hand, for lack of a better word. Because I know some people run them through programs. Um, So I never like those looks. uh, Because I think you can tell that they've been run through a program. So, I will, there's like imperfections in the skin or, or the eyes or whatever it may be, hair. Um, I retouch myself to the best of my ability. And then I basically will upload them or I may print them. Uh, or um, as far as like people, if I'm hired to do something, um, I usually do Smug Mug and upload them all to SmugMug and I will let them download directly from there. If that's kind of the deal. Everything's a little bit different with that aspect of it but normally it's Lightroom Photoshop if needed and then I I trash any pictures that are obviously not good like closed eyes or just something out of focus which happens to everyone um, of course with film it's the same way I we process at home develop and then we scan and I look at the scan and if it's out of focus which happens uh, more than I like to admit <laughs> uh, then we kind of trash that and if it's good uh, I'll go in and uh, sometimes do light room will dodge and burn or if I'm very lucky I will go in and print to that um, and dodge and burn it there and have a print that's basically it
0: awesome okay Uh how do you protect your work from a copyright point of view? What do you? I think
1: uh, you know it's so hard. I mean, I I detest the whole copyright across the photo. I you know so like people do that when they upload photos. I I can't. I just can't do it. I mean, anyone that's even a basic Photoshop person can take that copyright off anyway. So I don't really think it doesn't. It definitely doesn't protect you at all. Um, as now everyone knows you know lots of people's photos have been stolen. They, you know, been used, and, and you know, there's all this legality that takes place. For me, I just put, you know, if I upload, I put a simple copyright VM photography. Sometimes I'll put it in the bottom logo of the photo. Sometimes I don't even put it on the photo at all. If I upload like to Facebook or Flickr, I'll just in the upload, like in the description, I'll put, you know, a small copyright symbol, call it photography. I mean, there's not really much you can do about it.
0: Mine, you know? is, <laughs> mine is the signature.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Because I like to, I like to sign my work.
1: But how do you do that? So you, you sign it, how do you sign it digitally and then upload it?
0: Uh, basically, I have, with my graphics pen, I have recorded my signature that I put on images. And I've incorporated that into my watermark.
1: Oh, see, I'm not that intelligent. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it's it's hard i know i know i have some friends that uh whose works were you know taken and people saying they were theirs but you know i mean it's it's, it's hard because nowadays it's just the web the internet kind of like a free for all so put it out there and hope for the best
0: <laughs> okay uh do you have a backup routine? If so, what do you do?
1: Um, I backup everything to external hard drives. And much like almost everyone else I've heard speak about this, I learned the hard way. So I <laughs> my computer's crashed. I've lost photos. <laughs> it's horrible. You know, so, it's so bad. But so everything, as soon as I dump my photos on my computer, I copy and throw them onto external hard drives and I and I have those and for film we um
0: film so you know, is the easiest way to back it yeah you No,
1: know, because like then you're just you know you're just saving them and preserving those photos but yeah digitally definitely Oh, well, you know I had a hard drive by the way that we had up a lot of photos to but I never did a second backup to and then that hard drive um fell and I picked it up and I just heard like this little wrangling noise in there and I was like no so yeah definitely y- you have to back up your phone
0: you have to you, do you go off site?
1: I uh no no I haven't I thought about it I <laughs> <That> was <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> but though I'm sure soon enough there's gonna be a reason why I start doing that like I learned my lesson a second time yeah but
0: the price is always coming down, um, even if it's just sending it to Flickr on a private account, so you've got the high-res JPEGs if you want it. That that's Yeah, I,
1: I have not done that, but um, that's, that's definitely next on my agenda to do.
0: My, my own off-site method is I have a um, Western Digital My X7, which has uh-huh. got four drives in it, and That is split between all the information split between those four drives. So, if one goes down, there's always enough uh, information to rebuild the files. Yeah. And that is my on site backup. I'm also, (laughs) I also got a RAID system inside the computer, which does the same thing. Yeah. I know. So, that that lives on the network. And then I've got a lot on the computer as well. And then the MyX4, I've actually owned two of them, and I stole one at my friend's house, and that automatically, once a week, sends it to the other one. My- I know.
1: I mean, look, you could get crazy, I know. You could drive yourself crazy, you know, because there could be a fire. <laughs> I think about this. I mean, we could have a fire. We there, Anything could happen. but. Yes, I know. I mean, I don't, I, I know people, someone told me like, well, just send them out to Creative Cloud or whatever and, or the cloud.
0: I'm like, maybe yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that possessive of the images. As soon as I've done them, they've gone.
1: You know, I think that, that's something that I felt too. Like when it comes back to that whole copyright thing, is that I, I don't, I'm not very possessive of it. I mean, obviously, I don't. I wouldn't want someone to take it and say, like, "Oh, I shot this." But you know, if someone did say that, or they pretended they did, first of all, this person, the person that's doing that, is not going to create an entire career of that. It's not like you know they're going to get accolades. So it's just kind of something that that happens.
0: Uh, it's more my client stuff that I worry about.
1: Yes. Well, you know, especially if you're shooting uh, children. So you, you that's kind of a iffy, you know, you need to, parents are very cautious about it too. Like, well, where do you put these photos? And I said, look, this is the deal. Um, I may post one or two photos on my website. If I really like them, those will most likely be kind of a, but just a little darker, maybe the black and white or something like that. Um, if you don't like it, you can give me a call. I understand. I'll take it out. You know if they're if they're paying clients um if i shoot someone and for some reason or another we come to agreement and they didn't pay or if it's a trade i i i do what i want (laughs) you know so that works like that
0: okay so uh next question question five people always ask what lens should i buy so with this in mind what are the things you consider before purchasing a new lens
1: First and foremost, do I really need this? Uh is this really going to improve my photography in any way, shape, or form? Um, I think people just get caught up in the newest, biggest, brightest thing out there. And uh it it doesn't it doesn't really have a lot of um substance behind like oh my lenses when, you know, I've shot things with my 50 millimeter, you know, $100 lens, which looked fantastic. So I know I'm a huge Lens Baby fan. I love my Lens Baby. Uh, I adore it. So I bought the Lens Baby because I just loved the look so much. And I don't want to have to do something in Photoshop or add an effect when I can do it in camera so um, I would rather just buy a lens baby which is not very expensive and use that I use my lens baby as much as I use any really expensive lens that I have so I would say just to make sure that it's a warranted purchase like can you afford it and is it going to really make a difference
0: okay uh question six a lot of the creative industry involves rejection. What's your personal way of dealing with it?
1: Oh, I always ignore it. <laughs> my motto, ignore it. <laughs> I like I don't know what I what else can you do with it? I mean, you can't take it to heart. I would flip my ribs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: I, I don't care. They don't know my aesthetic, they don't know what i'm trying to accomplish and um, it's an artistic form and you re- you can't art's subjective so only if you know the basics and you deviate from there i know the basics though
0: question 7 where do you think photography is headed in the future will be a crystal ball
1: <laughs> i see and i personally hope that it's really going back to the basics uh, I see a lot of younger and younger people shooting film and starting on film there's uh people like Ryan Muirhead you know sh- you know getting very big and they're they're film photographers and so I just see the basics of good photography of light and dark going there that that now people are thinking like, well, you can buy anyone can buy an expensive camera and you can take a good photo. You can take a decent photo. Um, so people maybe aren't gonna be interested in just a decent photo any longer, but they're gonna go back to something with more substance. That's that's where I think the future the future's in is in the past. <laughs> of talk clock yes. Yeah.
0: I like Ryan Muirhead as well.
1: <laughs> yes, I love him.
0: Why well, i literally interviewed Melissa New um like two, three days ago.
1: Oh great fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's just like I I, I just love it. I think it's it's uh it's fantastic. Lots of style, lots of uh, lots of personality
0: with that whole group. Okay, uh question eight. Besides your camera body, what would be your three pieces of gear that you would want if you are stranded on an island for 48 hours?
1: Well, I would take my lens baby because I love it so much. Uh, I would take uh, my external flash because that always comes in handy. And I would have my 70 to 200. Good, perfect overall.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) none of those have been said by anyone else so far? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yeah, people have I, chosen like 16 males. So nobody said a lens We'd never say 200. Really?
1: Wow. Well, maybe, either I'm terribly wrong or I'm on to something. I don't know.
0: This is why I ask. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's interesting.
1: See, this is why I'll watch, because I want to hear everyone's answers. It's it's fantastic.
0: It's going to be a fun show, that's for sure. Um, Question nine. Given that everyone is a photographer these days, when, in your opinion, is the right time to make the transition to getting paid?
1: Oh, as and as people will pay you. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. As soon as someone's willing to pay you, take it. Definitely. Uh, okay, I'm a firm believer that um, not everyone is a good photographer. So I I hear this a lot um, from other fellow photographers where they'll be like um, kind of, you know, I, I like to go on a lot of uh, group shoots because I love to meet other photographers uh, because you can almost always learn something from them or, you know, kind of bounce out around creative ideas. So I hear them a lot of times complaining like, oh, well, you know, I could have got this job but someone bit cheaper or that or yada, yada. And my response is, look, if the person didn't want to pay your price, they were not going to hire you anyway. So, you know, when as soon as you have all your gear, all of your aesthetics together, and someone comes and asks you to do something and you say, hey, I charge whatever it is, you're gonna, you know, price yourself that. And they say, okay, I'll take it. Well, then that's a good time to start getting paid. <laughs> and then you yeah. go from there. <laughs> you don't go backwards and do something for free after that.
0: So uh, last, last question. If someone wants to apply to be your intern stroke assistant, Mm-hmm. What qualities do you look for?
1: Um, someone that's a good listener. Someone that can anticipate uh, what is needed. A desire to learn. And someone that would uh, would speak up that if they saw something like, hey, you think this might be good? But that also knows their boundaries. So someone that would speak up to me personally, but not speak up to the model or a client. So, I'm all for like if you have ideas, tell me. They may be very good and we could end up using them. But don't go and say in the middle of the shoot, like, "Hey, you should do this." Because then I would I would most likely be like, "Hey, shut up and hold the reflector." <laughs> so, just boundaries, initiative, and uh And a desire to be there, obviously, a desire, a a love of photography, because that's going to be, that's why we're going to get along so great, because we both love photography.